Welcome How to Read, Understand, and Make Use of the Scriptures. And uh, we've been talking uh, about how uh, there's really two main questions that we ask when we go to the Scriptures. The first one being, so what does this portion of Scripture, uh, this text, uh, you know, these chapters and verses that I'm reading, uh, what do these words mean? What is the one intended meaning of the text? And then uh, once we have that, uh, the next question is, is, so how is this text then apply to me? What work, what does this living and active word of God want to do uh, in me? What gift does it offer? What work does it want to do? How is it applied to me? So in a previous lesson, we talked about the nature of the scriptures. And again, not what we think about the scriptures, but what does the scripture say about itself? Um, well, the scriptures say that they are perfect without error. Uh, God speaks the truth. He doesn't lie. Uh, that the scriptures are clear revelations of who God uh, is. That uh, these scriptures are accessible to us. He wants to make himself known uh, to all of creation. That uh, they're authoritative. That they're the first and the last word. And that they're living and active. That they actually uh, are effective. They create and recreate. They resurrect. They give. They offer. Uh, they rebuke. Uh, they comfort. Now, the follow-up question to that is, if the nature of the scriptures are all of those things, um, what about me and you? What about us when we come to the scriptures? What are, what are we like? Again, not what I or you uh, think about ourselves, but what does the scripture say about us? Well, I'm going to give you a string of uh, descriptors, all right? So here they are. Uh, the scriptures describe us apart from faith in Christ Jesus um, because of the corruption of sin. The scripture describes us in these ways, darkened in our understanding, uh, that when we come to the message of the cross, uh, we see it as foolishness apart from faith, that we are enemies of God, that we are hostile toward him, uh, because of that, then we're alienated and separated from him. We have this uh, inclination toward the evil and not toward the good, uh, that we're dead in our transgressions and sins, uh, that this uh, happened from our conception, right? Sinful from uh, conception and birth, um, that we are corrupt and depraved and uh, that we are held captive. So that was a string of descriptors. Let me give you uh, the references from the scripture itself. Um, now, this is important, again, that we understand the nature of the scriptures. What do they say about themselves? And then the nature of us who read them, right? So um, Romans chapter 1, verse 21 uh, says, for although they knew God, they neither glorified him as God nor gave thanks to him, but their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened. Paul continues in Ephesians 4, he says a similar thought. He says they are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. Again, apart from faith in Christ Jesus, apart from the working of the Holy Spirit, when someone comes to the scriptures, they are darkened in their understanding and they need to be enlightened. Uh, their eyes need to be opened. And the good news is that these living and active words of God actually do, uh, do the work. 
the Holy Spirit will open our eyes to understand and know Jesus. The cross is foolishness apart from faith in Christ Jesus. Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 18 says, For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved it is the power of God. Again, the corrupted nature will come to the scriptures and hear about the gospel, and apart from faith, they'll laugh and they'll scoff at it, and they'll say, that's just foolishness. How could anyone ever believe something like that? Uh, But when the Holy Spirit opens our eyes, now we see it not as foolishness, but as the power of God, the salvation of God for those who believe. We are, apart from the working of the Holy Spirit, enemies of God, hostile toward him alienated from him. In Colossians uh, chapter 1, verse 21, Paul says, once you were alienated from God and were enemies in your minds because of your evil behavior. Romans 8, verse 7, the mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God and it does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. So again, uh, God does his work. When we come to the scriptures, apart from faith in Christ, we're enemies, we're hostile, we're far away, we're alienated. But this living and active word of God um, makes us friends of God, uh, draws us near. Through faith, we're no no longer um, hostile toward him, but rather uh, we are dear children coming to a dear father. Genesis chapter 6, verse 5, speaks about this inclination toward the evil. Uh, In Genesis chapter 6, it says, The Lord saw how great the wickedness of the human race had become on the earth, and that every inclination of the thoughts of the human heart was only evil all the time. Again, that speaks of the corruption uh, that uh, resides within within all of us. Good news is that uh, when our eyes are opened, when faith is created by the Holy Spirit, there's new inclinations. There's new thoughts. There's new motives. Christ lives within us. We have the mind of Jesus. Ephesians chapter 2 speaks about how we are dead. We're dead in our transgressions and sins. If you think about it, what can a dead person do? Well, absolutely nothing, right? They need to be resurrected, need to be made alive. And that happens again through the living and active word of God. So Paul says, Ephesians 2, beginning at verse 1, as for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. He says, all of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts. Not following the will, the way, the thoughts of God, but our own uh, desires and thoughts. And when did all of this occur? Well, you know, uh, it's pretty clear. Psalm 51 says, surely I was, uh, surely, you know, I was sinful at birth, sinful from the time my mother conceived me. Again, we are born into this. We are conceived into it, uh, tracing it all the way back to the rebellion of Adam. And because we're connected to Adam, this corruption is connected to us. But the good news is that because of the work of the second Adam, our brother, the Lord Jesus, when we're connected to him, again, we share in all of his work, uh, his death and resurrection. Uh, So he becomes the wage of sin for us and gives to us his life.
Uh, another set of words, corrupt and depraved. Genesis chapter 6, uh, again, uh, now the earth was corrupt in God's sight and was full of violence. And God saw, saw how corrupt the earth had become for all the peoples on the earth were corrupted in their ways. In other words, God created everything good in Genesis chapters 1 and 2. Not just good, but very good. The devil comes and he corrupts. The devil can never create. That's all he can do is corrupt the good uh, works of God. Second Timothy chapter 2, a descriptor is that we are held captive. Second uh, Timothy 2 verses 25 and 26, Paul says, Opponents, your opponents, Timothy, must be gently instructed in the hope that God will grant them repentance, leading them to a knowledge of the truth and that they will come to their senses and escape from the trap of the devil who has taken them captive to do his will. So again, the unholy trinity, the devil, the world, and our sinful flesh, they, they cap, uh, hold us captive. We are slaves to them. We need an exodus. We need to be brought out of slavery. And that happens in the real exodus, uh, the death and resurrection of Jesus. And so through this living and active word of God, we are brought out of slavery and brought into the family of God. So again, a, a, a long string of phrases, right? Darkened in our understanding. The cross is foolishness. Enemy of God, hostile toward him, alienated, separated from him, uh, inclination toward the evil, dead in transgressions and sins, sinful from conception and birth, corrupt, uh, depraved, uh, held captive. So that's the reality about us, right? Um, I guess to say it another way, you know, here's a sad reality because of the corruption of sin. And God wants to do something about this, right? Through his word and the word made flesh, Jesus. You could say it this way. So we don't know the truth and, you know, we prefer to make up or listen to the lies by our corrupted nature. We don't know the truth. In fact, we prefer to uh, make up lies or listen to the lies. And so the word of God, one of the uses is that it comes to instruct us to tell us the truth, right teaching. Another reality is that we like to do the evil and we don't like to do the good. Well, that's where correcting, rebuking, training in righteousness, that's one of the useful, the salutary uses of the scripture. Um, and thirdly, we don't like to suffer, do we? Uh, we want a life without the cross. Um, and Romans 15 says, well, these things were written so that you may have hope. And so the, one of the useful uh, gifts of the scripture is to give us that consolation that is in Christ, the hope that we, the hope that we have in him. And so um, you can think of it one more way that um, there are these three, faith, hope, and love. Faith, hope, and love. These are the works of the Holy Spirit through the Word. Faith, to know and to believe the truth. Love, to do good to the neighbor. And hope, uh, to suffer evil for the sake of Christ, always holding on to his promises. And so, uh, again, the pure nature of the Scriptures um, compared to the corrupt nature that we bring to it. And so we're going to need a helper. 
and we're going to have the promise that the Holy Spirit is going to be the real teacher. And through this living and active word of God, his work will be done in our lives. So let's take heart, right? Let's start reading. Um, Let's see what happens to the dead things and uh, believe that when we are brought to the living and active word of God, that that word of God will give to us life.